0: My life changed like in that split second. My very first turn in the boat, there was another skier from another boat who had fallen and was waiting to be picked up, and he was floating in the water.
1: What started as a fun day of water skiing quickly turned into a nightmare.
0: I wasn't able to turn the boat in time, and I actually hit uh, the skier in the water. And it wasn't just sort of a, I didn't bump him or just sort of brush by him. I literally ran over the top of him in this boat and the propeller hit him. How do you deal with
2: disaster? How do you cope with the pain? It's hard to move on when regret. lack like an anchor makes you feel like you're the
1: Mike Foster was 19 when he almost killed a man in a boating accident. Mike's life was never the same after that day, and he's going to explain why in this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. I'm Jim Kirkland. Phil Fleischman on vacation this week. Mike Foster is a writer, counselor, and podcaster. After he shares about life after that accident, you'll hear a message from Billy Graham about tragedy and second chances.
2: Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could turn the clock back and go back to those moments that we turned God down when we
1: had a chance? Keep listening for the rest of Billy Graham's thoughts later on. Of course, you can always go to findpeacewithgod.net anytime you want to hear full sermons from Mr. Graham. They're available for free in the Billy Graham audio archives at findpeacewithgod.net.
0: P P S.
1: God. People. Stories
0: had a pretty traditional upbringing. I went to church every Sunday morning, VBS, vacation Bible school in the summer.
1: Mike Foster grew up in Southern California.
0: I got baptized when I was uh, in junior high, uh, seventh grade, but I I really, my commitment to Christ happened uh, my senior year in high school um, after a really significant mission trip that happened in my life to The Dominican Republic, my faith got real at that point and really personal.
1: That commitment to Christ would forever change Mike's life. And just a few years after his faith became really personal, something else happened that would change Mike.
0: So it was, uh, I was 19 years old, and a couple families were hosting some college students, and we went for a water skiing trip at the Colorado River and it was my first time water skiing it was my first time out to the colorado river i was super excited this was all new to me it was a memorial day weekend and made an attempt to water ski and i was not very good
1: mike was disappointed because he didn't do very well water skiing on his first try his friend kyle must have noticed because in an effort to help cheer him up he offered to let mike drive the boat
0: And I, you know, being sort of new to all this and kind of a rookie, I just assumed, you know, I was able to drive a car. I'm sure I'm able to drive a boat. And so I said, yes, Uh, I got behind the wheel of the boat, the skier, I'm pulling the skier and he motions to me that he wants to turn around and go the other direction. So literally my very first turn in the boat, um, I began to turn the boat and, There was another skier from another boat who had fallen and was waiting to be picked up, and he was floating in the water, and he was on a direct – it was directly in front of my boat, and because of my inexperience, because of the speed that we were going, I wasn't able to turn uh, the boat in time, and I actually hit – uh, the skier in the water. And it wasn't just sort of a, I didn't bump him or just sort of brush by him. I literally ran over the top of him in this boat and the propeller hit him.
2: How do you deal with disaster? How do you cope with the pain? It's hard to
1: Mike had just experienced a moment he will never forget.
0: We turned off the boat and I could literally see the pathway of of sort of the wake of the boat. And then I saw the skier and I saw the blood. I saw this unconscious body just sort of floating there. It all felt so absolutely surreal, like this cannot be happening.
1: But it had happened. And Mike's first instinct wasn't to try to help the man in the water. It was to the run away.
0: There is a sense of just wanting to escape it all and leave it all and just, um, and that's what I felt in my heart. And obviously I couldn't because I was literally in a boat. And But I actually understand hit the hit and run mentality, right? This wiring inside of us that says, I want to leave this place. I want to get as far away from this pain, this trauma, this thing that I've done.
1: What Mike had done, was severely injured the skier.
0: He'd be permanently disfigured. The the propeller hit his head, also his arm, and the head trauma caused him to, basically some brain damage where he actually had to do a lot of physical therapy to get sort of his cognitive skills back and uh, his arm would be permanently mangled and disfigured. And it, it was a lot.
1: In the days and weeks following the accident, Mike fell into depression and
0: shame and guilt. My only solution and my only thought to what I had done was to hurt myself, to punish myself, to think as this was some sort of penance for what had happened on the river that day.
1: Mike had never been in trouble with the law before, but because of the severity of the accident, he was facing the potential of six months in jail. In the end, though, the judge suspended Mike's sentence.
0: And then I just served three years of probation. I had to take a six-month boating safety course, paid a fine. Um, So that was the legal ramifications.
1: The victim also filed a lawsuit against Mike's parents and the friends who owned the boat. And there was something else that made Mike's guilt even worse.
0: I never saw the skier again. The only moment I saw him was when he was in the water. And so there was never that moment of where I could apologize. I did it through court proceedings. I did it through sworn testimonies, but never able to connect specifically with the skier.
1: Mike was not in a good place.
0: There's rock bottom, but I also believe that rock bottom has a trap door where we can even go lower. And I felt like this season of my life, there was There were several trap doors that opened up that brought me even lower. No more, I quit. I've had enough, I wasn't made for this.
1: So how in the world did Mike get out of those trap doors at rock bottom? Well, in the days immediately after the accident, his support group was key.
0: There was relationships that were just engaging with me where I wanted to separate and wanted to, to isolate. And I, I think I look back on those days and go, if I didn't have that group, I don't think I'd be here. If I didn't have the church, I don't think I'd, I would have survived. Um, that's just, and I, I'm not overstating that. I think that's just the reality of. Uh, what was going on in my brain, in my head, in my heart, and the distortions and the, the chaos. And without community, I wouldn't have made it.
1: Another thing that helped, Mike, was getting involved in ministry.
0: I remember my very first ministry experience was leading worship at a junior high boys small group in a backyard, which was probably the worst possible way to start your ministry life. Uh, trying to lead young teenagers in choruses, but something happened in that moment for me where I'm like, I love this. <laughs> this, is, this is a disaster, but I love it, and I want to do more of this, and so I began to uh, get more involved in serving young people, and then uh, actually was hired to be a part of the church staff.
1: And today, Mike has his own ministry. It's called People of the Second Chance.
0: My ministry is all about helping people feel less broken. I write about the topics of hope and shame and despair and grace. And so I have curriculum, a small group uh, curriculum that helps people process their not-so-perfect stories and find grace in that. And I counsel people. I train leaders on how to minister to hurting people in a non-shame-based, non-judgmental way. And I have one message, and my message is grace. And it gets expressed in through writing, through training, through speaking, and through one-on-one counseling.
1: Through all he is doing, Mike is ultimately pointing people to Jesus as the only way to fix their pain and brokenness.
0: And really the beauty of my life now and really uh, in my story is that that setback has become my superpower. That painful moment has been transformed by God to, be, uh, to give me new confidence and authority and a purpose to speak into uh, other people's darkness and other people's pain.
1: Mike Foster knows that God gave him a second chance after that terrible accident on the Colorado River years ago. Do you find yourself in need of a second chance? God is waiting with open arms, and he'll forgive your past if only you confess it and surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Do you want to learn more about how to do that? Just check out findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. And in just a minute, one final thought from Mike Foster. You're listening to GPS,
2: God, People, Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. The little book of Jonah is a book of miracles. It's filled with miracles. Billy Graham. The word of the Lord came unto Jonah. But you know, Jonah wasn't happy about it. He didn't want to be a fire and brimstone preacher in Nineveh. So Jonah decided that he was going to flee. Immediately when Jonah got on board that ship, tragedy began to occur. A storm came up. That tragedy in your life, that problem in your life. You thought it was a tragedy. You thought it was by accident. It might have been sent by God. Maybe God sent it like he sent this wind to blow up the storm, to wake you up to cause you to repent of your sins and turn to God while there's time. And then the Bible says, the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could turn the clock back and go back to those moments that we turned God down when we had a chance? This is an hour that God is giving you another chance. Jesus Christ can give you the peace and the joy and the rest and the satisfaction you're looking for. You don't have to keep running. Just go to the cross, and in the cross, God has provided everything that you ever searched for, and ever wanted, and ever longed for. Have you found Christ?
1: Does he live in your heart? If you feel yourself hungering to have Jesus Christ live in your heart, go to this website, findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. Our guest on this episode of GPS has been Mike Foster. Mike's ministry is called People of the Second Chance, and its purpose is to make a positive impact in the lives of people who feel hurt and broken because of their past. We asked Mike if Billy Graham had made any impact on him that he wanted to share with us.
0: Whenever I saw Billy Graham on television, I certainly obviously loved what he had to say, but I was always fascinated about here was this like humble, kind of normal guy having this profound impact in the world. And so Billy Graham gave me a lot of hope
1: And we are praying that many people can find hope in Billy Graham's teaching about God's Son, Jesus Christ, on a relatively new platform. It is the Billy Graham Channel. It just launched this week on a permanent basis on Sirius XM Satellite Radio. It's on Channel 460, wherever you subscribe to listen, including most Sirius XM radios and streaming on the Sirius XM website and app. This channel has Billy Graham messages back-to-back 24-7, so you can hear some of Mr. Graham's powerful teaching from his 60-plus years in ministry. Again, the name of the channel is The Billy Graham Channel, and it's on Sirius XM. Hope you get an opportunity to check it out. Thank you for listening to this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. I'm Jim Kirkland. GPS is an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news.